Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah! I think, I think I still have enough stuff in my um, refrigerator for one more like lunch run wait a minute Thanksgiving wait a minute i heard you and kirk yesterday doing the pregame show and i thought the cutoff was yesterday no no no. that's that was for other things i'm talking the basics the turkey the turkey's still good it's four days old it's been in the refrigerator it's fine Uh, listen i'm just going by you guys sounded like two experts two vets in the game you guys made it sound like if you're not done by the end by the time sunday's over it's a wrap. No, I have my own private fridge in the garage that has stocked with just my things that I haven't gotten stolen. They, it's, it's fine. You're taking them up. They're going in the top shelf. They're going freezer. Okay, ready? A little freezer They're, action. No one's listening right now. Uh-huh. Vegetable drawer. Kids are never going to look in the vegetable drawer. Right? You, you put all the stuff that you want to keep for yourself, put it in the vegetable drawer. Nobody looks in there. It stays nice and cold. It's ready to go. Vegetable drawer is a great hiding spot. You just have four grand of cash in there, too. And <laughs> Homer Simpson in an episode of The Simpsons put his gun in all the your, vegetable drawer. <laughs> all your passwords to all yeah. your accounts are in the vegetable drawer. Nobody's <laughs> going to look there. They're my ATM card, the, the the number taped to the back of it. It's There you go. It's right between the lettuce and the cabbage. When Amazon delivers in your garage, they know where to go. Yeah. Go to the vegetable drawer. I am going to make one quick excuse, potentially... For Matthew Stafford. And mm-hmm. this is not an excuse as much as it is kind of a, a hope and a prayer. And and stick with me through this. Okay. I hope he's hurt. Not because I want him to be hurt. Not because I want bad things to happen to To anybody. justify how he's played. It's the only explanation that would make me go, oh, okay. He's he, There's something physically, because we've heard about the back. We've heard about his arm. We've heard about his thumb. We've, you know, all the little... Um, bumps and bruises that he's had along the way. Maybe one of those things is a little more... Diana Rossini tweeted about it yesterday. Um, He says he's fine, so I'm going to evaluate him like he's fine. If you're telling me you're fine and you go out and play, I'm going to evaluate you based on how you play, and he played terribly again yesterday. I don't care what the final numbers say. A pick six and a fumble inside your own red zone, that's a bad day as a quarterback. That's three bad days in a row for him against Tennessee, San Francisco, and Green Bay. But if he's hurt, and this is something that will heal then I can feel better about what's coming next as opposed to I don't know what's coming next because other than that game against Jacksonville in a week, there's not a game on that schedule. Yeah, they're going to win that game easily. Uh, he, uh, talking to Lindsey Theory of ESPN, I'm feeling fine. Back was kind of barking at me a little bit that week, but I haven't missed any time since then. The rest of my body is at 100% no, nor is anybody else's in the league at this point of the season. And just to kind of talk about the turnovers, was he have six turnovers in the span? Six turnovers in three games, yeah. and I would argue that five of them were catastrophic. Because the only one that wasn't a disaster was the one to Beckham. The first one where they threw down the field, Beckham broke off the route, he threw it deep, and it was kind of just – it was basically like a, a punt. punt. Yeah. So th- that was the one that you go, okay. But You're talking pick six. Pick, pick six three against of them? Tennessee. Mm-hmm. The other one against Tennessee, they returned it to the two. So you, maybe sure. it's not technically a pick yeah. six. That's pick six in mm-hmm. my book. Pick six against the Niners. 
pick six yesterday against the uh, Packers, yep. and the other one, the fumble yesterday, was a fumble inside your own twenty yard line. That's that that that's free. That they managed to hold them to a field goal was a great job by the Rams defense at that point. But it was free points for them again. Can I give people just a quick little inside look on what happens behind the scenes here? This is a pretty cool day because. There's so much going on in L.A. sports right now. I mean, you and I, before we went to break, we threw out the question to Laker fans. Mm -hmm. What has been the biggest issue through the first 22 games, 877-710 ESPN? And then we couldn't stop for a second coming in because Morales is playing the, which, by the way, might be his best one that he's ever done. The Stafford voice, whatever he's uh-huh. doing, right? Or your voice talking well, about Stafford. I love that, but sure. Um, and that gets us right into the Rams. Oh, by the way, USC hired a pretty damn good coach over the weekend. Max Scherzer's a Met. I mean, what the hell's going on today? Yeah, it's a busy day. It is a busy, busy day. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. And I'm looking at Twitter, too. The, the station put out the what's the main problem with the Lakers? 400 different yeah. responses. Yeah. For the, which means you have one big problem. If you have 400 I'm problems... I'm waiting for somebody to be like, well, the lighting at Staples. Well, here's the deal. If you've got 18 different reasons why your team's not good, you know what you have? A bad team. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you your have team. a bad team. You don't want to talk about a bad team? The Rams. Okay? Yeah, they are. I agree with you, I too. I just come personal. Just, yeah, I do, just I'm, personal. I'm okay. I'm not nearly as invested as that as you are in the Rams. If you've got 18 come at me, different bro. things that you need to get fixed... Uh, I got bad news for yeah. you. It's hard to do that. It's really hard to fix that. I mean, the good, the the if the good news for the Rams is you got six games left, and maybe Matthew Stafford can heal up a little bit. If in fact he's hurt, the good news for the Lakers is they have LeBron James, and when he's right, he's still as good as anybody in the league. Because we saw it against Indiana, where he's making shots. He's still LeBron. What do they got? 60 games left. That mm-hmm. obviously should play into their advantage as well. So we'll see what happens there. Okay, let, let's take some phone calls here. We'll give uh, Laker fans uh, an opportunity to respond here. Let's go to Ray in Irvine. Ray, thanks for calling in, bud. You're on uh, the Travis and Sleeper Show. What's going on? Yeah, I think, uh, I think the Lakers are, you know, I'm a big fan, and I've been one of those fans that says, oh, they're coming back, but I just don't see it in the cards. I think that that, you know, we expected the Globetrotters and we got the Washington Generals. Like, Palinka, unless he, it's like he's got all the puzzle pieces there. He's down to the last two. And those last two won't fit. So depending on what he does at the trade deadline. But the Warriors, I mean, they're just going to get better. And, you know, it's championship or bust. And I just don't see it right now as the Lakers making it. Right. Appreciate you calling in. Um so it's funny. I, I don't even want to have a conversation about the Warriors. That's a different conversation. Oh, I don't even want to have level. a conversation about the Suns. Mm-hmm. It's a different conversation. Conversation really have the one thing you could look at in the Western Conference after the Suns and the Warriors. Everybody's kind of true bunched together. Utah's got I think seven. Kind of like the NFC. You got you got a couple of teams at the top, and everyone else is average. Clippers are eight losses. Yep. Uh, Dallas is eight losses. You, you got kind of a few teams. Denver has been incredibly injured. They've fallen back or whatever the case is. Um, is it safe to say this, Trav? You know, when you're all in, like the Lakers are, if we're sitting here January 1st and the Lakers are still playing 500 basketball, if by the time we get to the halfway point of the year, if the Lakers are playing – yeah, you win a game here, lose a game here, win two, lose two, whatever the case is. 
Think there's some panic in the Lakers? Oh, I don't think I. I don't know if I'd call it panic. I think what there is is we need to change this up. This yeah. doesn't work. I, I don't know if that's panicking. Um, I, I think what it is is reality really slapping you across the face of this isn't a bad start. This isn't a work in progress. This isn't something that's going to. This change. isn't going to work. This just isn't a good team. Mm-hmm. We need to change this, and we need to try to. You know, this guy comes out. This guy comes in. Yeah, I, I think at some point after the first of the year, you you have to really do a cold, hard assessment of what you think you have. And if you don't think it's good enough, you need to find something else. Uh, I, I think just to play off of that as well, it, it is LeBron's, you know, every year that goes by is another obviously missed opportunity. So they will be all in on whatever they have to do. And like I said, 50% into the season, if they're still hovering around 500, maybe it's a di- completely different conversation. All right, let's try another one. Let's go to Los Angeles this time. And Alberto, Alberto, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Uh, in Oxnard. I'm sorry? I'm in Oxnard. Oh, Oxnard. Oxnard sure. Oxnard, Alberto, Oxnard. you're up. Yeah, I want to talk about the Rams. Okay. What do you got, buddy? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it looks like the, the problem is the coach. Because I see golf. And the last three games, I see golf. Same turnovers, same fumbles, everything is the same. I, I don't think it's the quarterback the problem. I think the problem is the coach. Okay, so let, let, let's kind of get into that because there was a moment where he was asked yesterday at his press conference about what he, you know what's going on with Matthew Stafford. And I, I went back to my Rams notes here, Slee, because I wrote it down because it really jumped out at me when he said it. Yep. I have total confidence and belief in Matthew Stafford. Okay, that's nothing that he ever said about Jared Goff, right? Especially as we got further and further into it. But what Alberto is saying— uh, Genuine, genuine question. He never never had that at, at type the, of— At the beginning of it, yes. But once the writing was on the wall, it was it, it changed pretty dramatically. It's, we need to do better. I need to put us— It was the, the usual Sean McVay post-game yep. until it was the quarterback needs to do better. So mm-hmm. he's he, being Sean McVay, is taking up for Matthew Stafford right now. Look, he's been bad. There, There is no— yeah, but the only yeah, but is maybe he's hurt, but he's saying he's not. So I'm just going to operate under the assumption that he's not. He's been bad. Okay. Th- this has been goffy. I, what I was saying for the first seven weeks, eight weeks of the season, I'm like, listen, this is what this offense looks like mm-hmm. when you have a real quarterback. Oh, you asked for a statue of Stafford <laughs> outside of SoFi. The, the, these last three weeks, there are no excuses. There are no, They've gotten pushed around, which was a problem before Matthew Stafford. They can't get off the field, which was not a problem in previous years, but is a problem this year. And Matthew Stafford is turning the ball over. Kirk made a point yesterday on the postgame show that I thought was interesting, and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to summarize it here a little bit. But his thing is – all of these interceptions are not created equal. The, the, the Jared Goff mistakes were dumb mistakes. Mm. Holding the ball too long, throwing in the double and triple coverage, looking and not knowing what you're looking at and throwing it to where the defense wants you to throw it. Matthew Stafford's are bad throws. They're bad throws. The, mm. the balls, he wants it to go here and it's going over there. It's a physical error. a error lot of those. For, for sure. Yeah. But at the end of the day, who really cares, right? If, if, if the ball's going to the wrong team, and what he was saying about the coach I think is a good point too. Sean McVay is a really good coach. He came in and took over for Jeff Fisher, and the team was stale and moribund and just generally uninteresting to one of the most dynamic teams in the league with Sean McVay. So he gets he's a very good coach. Nobody would argue otherwise. I think the blind spot, and we've all got him, is his inability to throw a second pitch. 
or, or his reluctance to throw a second pitch because we've seen it when it's cranking, it looks great, but when you stop it the way Tennessee stopped it, San Francisco stopped it, Green Bay stopped it, New England in the playoffs stopped it, Miami, Miami sucked last year. Miami crushed the Rams doing that yesterday, what we've seen the last three weeks in a row. He doesn't have an answer for that. And that's the part that I think is a fair criticism of him. We've seen him do fakes that don't make a lot of sense, and yep. it just it does feel like everybody's gripping it pretty tight right now. Copycat league. If one team has success on McVay and the Rams, they're obviously going to try to use that to their advantage, and now it's up to McVay to change some things around. All right, today's stat hero of the day, let's go with Lincoln Riley. Mm -hmm. As we sit here and talk about the Rams and big picture for the Lakers, um, the news obviously yesterday coming down, Lincoln Riley – Went fifty-five and ten in his time with Oklahoma. Seems good to me. Four Big Twelve championships and three trips to the college football playoffs, um, which is more than the entire Pac-12 combined. That's that's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Million Dollar Mondays, Al. We've been doing it all football season long. You get a chance to win some Rams tickets. This time it'll be the Rams and the Seahawks. And if you answer a Rams trivia question correctly, you get a chance to win a million bucks. We need an NFC and an AFC team that you think will be in the Super Bowl and the final score. And that's how we're going to do it. You got some Rams trivia. You ready, Slee? Let's do it. All right, where do you want to go first? Let's go to Jonas in Anaheim. Jonas, what's going on? How are you doing? Doing good, man. How about you guys? All right, doing good. What's your last name? Rodriguez. All right, Jonas Rodriguez. All right, here's a question we have for you. The Rams have had the number one overall pick six times. Can you name two of those players that they drafted? Five, four, Come on, Jonas. three, two, anything. Okay. okay, and one more. Three, two. Eric Dickerson. Oh, Eric Dickerson was not the number one pick. Good try, Joe. Thank you, buddy. It's a Appreciate good question. It. Yeah, that's a good question. I would have, I, I would have gotten Goff. I think I would have gotten one of the other ones as well. I think I would have gotten uh, either Bradford or Orlando. I was going to say Sam Those Bradford. Are the, yeah. the two. Uh, the other answers are Terry Baker, Corbett Davis, and Billy Cannon. All the number one overall pick. All right, let's go to Daniel this time in Pomona. Daniel, you're on with Travis and Slee. Daniel, what's your last name? Luis R U I Z. All right, Daniel Ruiz from uh, Pomona is up, and here we go. Here's your question. Who has the most rushing yards in a career for the Los Angeles Rams, or the Rams? Eric Dickerson. Oh, very good guess. I was afraid that might be the guess. The correct answer is Steven Jackson. So Steven Jackson is the all-time Rams rushing mm -hmm. leader. Uh, Al, you're up next. Okay, let's keep this thing moving. Let's go to Dawson in Ontario. Dawson, what's your last name? Allen. Dawson Allen. Okay. I thought he was talking to me. <laughs> Threw me off a little bit there. Uh, okay, Dawson, here's what we got, buddy. Um, who was the first quarterback to throw for 400-plus yards in a Super Bowl? Think Rams. Uh, 
Kurt Warner. There it is. There's the winner. There you go. Uh, Dawson Allen from Ontario. Stay on the line, buddy. Don't go So, Dawson, we need your Super Bowl prediction. Need an NFC team. We need an AFC team and the collective score. What do you got? I got Ravens 27, uh, Green Bay Packers 33. Okay, so 33 Packers, 27 Ravens, Dawson Allen from Ontario. You stay on the line. We're going to make sure you get your tickets for the Seahawks and the Rams coming up here uh, before the end of the season, and you are entered with a chance to win a million bucks. There you go. There you go. All right, good job there. Got a little deeper into the game this time. Usually it's boom, right out of the chute. I kind of like it like that. Get a couple callers in. Yeah, you know, our trivia I thought was spot on. It was Thank good. You to Emily there for putting that together. Would you have gotten? Uh, you would have gotten Sam Bradford as the number one overall pick. I think I would have gotten that. in the spot. Was somebody counting down? Yeah. No. Yeah. Golf comes out easily because no. it just happened, or yeah. seemingly just happened. Shot clock would have ran out. Well, like, Alan, shoot the ball. Hall of Famer. Like, yeah. Well, the other part about it, you look at those guys that uh, at least more recently paced by far the best of that group along the way. All right. Some more phone calls about we've been talking about the Lakers. We've been talking about the Rams. We can weigh in on the Dodgers as well. Uh, expected to get a decision from Corey Seager before. You nervous? <laughs> I'm emotionally nervous. Does that make sense? Like, I I don't want him to leave because I really like him as a Dodger. I think he's obviously a fantastic player, but I just I like how he plays. Dude plays hard. He yep. runs the bases well. He's a, you know, he's not Ozzie Smith at short, but he's a good shortstop. He hits home runs. He's he a winner. A, he's And he's fun to watch. Yeah. He just plays a, a brand of baseball that I really enjoy. So I would hate to see him go. But just from a straight baseball perspective, they have a really good plan B if, in fact, he decides to go somewhere else. Just if you go, well, today, Corey Seager's our shortstop, but tomorrow, Trey Turner? Oh, okay. I, I, I just, it's hard to be too disappointed if Trey Turner's your everyday shortstop. But, but that's one I'll say that's a hit to the Dodgers if they don't bring him back. I really believe that. I really feel like it's a hit to the Dodgers. We are going through, remember, we were doing this last week. Hey, these are the five guys. How would you prioritize them? Mm-hmm. How would you rank them? Scherzer was on that list. Kenley was on that list. Jansen was on that list. Chris Taylor was on the list. And Seager was on that list. You had him one. Yeah. That's a guy that well, you want to Well, it's because he's the best back. player in the group. I but, mean, but that's the yeah. point when I say, Tate, I, I know what you're saying. Hey, no, but you got Trey Turner there. You can slot him right in. He's a fantastic player. If you can have both of them, it would obviously be great. Uh, we'll see what eventually happens. Both is better than one, no mm-hmm. question about it. But if we're just listing concerned. the best players on the Dodgers, the best player on the Dodgers is Mookie Betts. Yep. Okay, I think that the second best player is who? Might be Corey Seager. You know who it's not if it's Corey Seager? It's Trey Turner. This is this is so it's it's hard. like emotionally I'm super invested in him coming back because I like him I like how he plays but from I'm surprised are the Dodgers you're not raising hell today and it just I'm they, surprised. they have Trey Turner who's phenomenal. Yeah, I know he had a bad postseason, but that dude can go. He's mm-hmm. he's good at everything. So, yeah, I, I hope he comes back. I hope Trey Turner is our second baseman next year, and you get both of them along the way. Let's try another call here. Let's go to uh, the 909, Rancho Cucamonga, and Young. Young, you're on with Trav and Slee. What's up? What's up, fellas? How you guys doing today, man? Hey, doing good, man. Thanks for calling I in. I to get an opportunity, opportunity to win that meal. <laughs> <laughs> next time. But, eh. Two and more it's, shots. It's, but it's, Emily, did you say that? We got two more two more million dollar Mondays? One Mondays? more, actually, after one this. More. That was the second. Oh, we just one, one more. more. Yeah, well, make sure you're here next Monday, Young. Or listen uh, this okay, afternoon. Definitely. Listen all day today. Definitely, man. And uh, and uh, what I wanted to say is this. Uh, real quick on the Lakers, uh, it's a brand new team, one. So the chemistry's not there yet. It's going to take, a, it's gonna take you know, maybe about a good 40, 45 games. But I will say one thing. The coach sucks. The coach sucks because – 
with those type of players, you have to have certain type of coaches to be able to coach those type of players. And that's what made Phil Jackson so great is he can have all those talented guys like Kobe and Jordan and Shaq, and he knew how to maximize their talent. And Anthony Davis needs to play a lot bigger. He's playing too soft like grandma's oatmeal cookies. You know what I mean? And then <laughs> I want like to say soft one thing cookie. about the <laughs> I want to say one more thing about, about yesterday's game. Um, you know what? A loss, there's nothing wrong with a loss if you're able to correct the mistakes. And I would rather take a loss right now with six games left of the season to be able to correct it than be the playoffs. And I will say this. Fourth and one in the first quarter, it's like 10 minutes uh, left before the first quarter's over, and McVay went on it, and, and he gave the ball back to them. On the, I think, 20, 30-yard 30 30 line. 29-yard line, football, yeah. One thing, football is a momentum game. Second, you're in Lambeau, and it's like 30 degrees, 20 degrees. So those are the type of things you cannot do. And, and, and that right there, when, I, when, when we didn't get that, I was like, it's going to be a back-and-forth game, but we lost because they had all the momentum. And I will say this. Pick six, you gave up. Seven points with that uh, fourth and one not gaining. You gave up three points. Then you gave up another uh, seven points on that fumble. Right there, that's 17 points the Rams gave up. That's the theme, by the way. Appreciate you yeah. calling in, Young. That's there, been there's the theme there's the last a couple, couple of things here, and, and I like what he said about look, you can you can fix a loss. A loss isn't bad as long as you learn how to fix that loss moving forward, right? Okay, I'm with you, Young. Here's the problem the Rams have lost exactly the same way three games in a row. The way they lost to Tennessee is the way they lost to San Francisco is the way they lost to Green Bay, which is turning it over and yeah. not being able to get off the field on defense. So they haven't learned. I, I, I'm with you. If this were you went to Tennessee and they pushed you around, and then you went to San Francisco and they threw it all over the place and outscored you, you know, 50 to 48, okay, fine. And then you turned around and Aaron Rodgers just had a day where he diced you up. Okay, that's not what's happening. It's the same thing three weeks in a row. It's concerning. Um, by the way, on Coach Vogel, uh, Young had mentioned a couple things on Coach. Here's the reality of it. When when you're 11 and 11, of course there's going to be conversation. Is the coach making the right decisions? Mm -hmm. Is the rotation the proper way? Is he getting through to the players what he wants to get through? And then they're out there actually executing for him. Um, when a team is very successful, like the Warriors are right now, you're not hearing much about Steve Kerr. You're hearing about the players. You're not hearing that much um, about – the, the Phoenix Suns head coaching staff. No, no, no. You're hearing about the players. When you're not playing well, the coach's name gets brought up a lot. That just kind of comes with the territory. So we'll see as the season progresses if anything changes well, on that front. He also said, you know, well, this, it's chemistry. It's a work in progress. I, and I don't disagree, but here's the thing that no one wants to concede, which I don't understand. Guys, they've played 22 games, and the chemistry is as bad now as it was on the first day. You could say, well, when you're missing – Look, I, I don't I don't pay as much attention to what you said there. I actually hit on something that you said a couple of weeks ago. Who are you playing and how does it look? Yeah. That that to me because and it looks bad. Because I can tell you that the LeBron portion of this missing a ton of games, that is gonna affect your chemistry. But I'm gonna go back to who are you playing and how does it look? And a lot of these games so far it hasn't looked uh, all that great. 
Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear. With you for every mile on the road to greatness, Goodyear more driven. If you haven't moved the ball down the field at all for the Lakers, that's a problem. Who's there? Who's there? It should still look better than it did. Yeah. On day 40, it needs to look better than it has on day one, and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Regardless of who's in, who's out, does it look better? Are you playing better? The answer is no, no. More phone calls coming up in a bit. Plus, Lee, I want to get into Lincoln Riley coming to USC and all of the unbelievable boxes that that hire checks. It's the best hire they've made in a very, very long time. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Is there one Trojan fan out there that does not love this? That does not, that when it went down yesterday, uh, we were getting close to the end of the Rams pregame show, and, and Emily sent a text to Kirk and myself like, Lincoln Riley? It broke right as we were getting ready yeah. to, to start the actual game. And and I looked at him like, like what what does that mean? All it said was Lincoln Riley, like, Lincoln Riley, what? Did, mm-hmm. did he quit? Did he go to LSU? Like, what, what happened? And then you turn around, and he goes to SC, and think, think about this. If you're going to make this higher, you want somebody that is – Box office, check. You want somebody that plays an exciting brand of football, check. You want somebody that can recruit like just about no one else. He's in the top two, three recruiting classes every year, check. Young and dynamic and fitting into L.A., check. Is he going to bring players with him? Check. Is the cupboard ready to be restocked from the moment he shows up? Yes. Is there a risk? There's no downside to this. I I cannot come up with a, yeah, this is cool, but there's no but here. I don't know what it might be. So I don't understand because I I have no affiliations with the University of Southern California at all. I don't know why I'm walking by Greg's office and I'm going, dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I don't know why I'm doing it. Because you just want to troll USC or UCLA fans. No, but it literally makes no sense at all. I didn't mind... UCLA demolished SC, what was that, a week and a half ago, whatever mm-hmm. the case is? Two Saturdays. And ago. I was like, okay, that's awesome. Good for UCLA. Maybe this helps them. There. I don't care, right? I don't know why I keep walking by Greg's office and I'm, I'm doing this. I've never done that in my <laughs> life. Because you're a bad guy. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> you enjoy other people's misery. You feed off of the misfortune of others. Okay, don't put it like that. <laughs> that really actually describes a certain way. I don't know if this is uh, if this is real or not. But did the Pac-12's lack of ability to compete in college football over these last couple of years? Yes, Oregon's been a good team. Yes, mm-hmm. I get that. They've been a good university. They've been consistent. But nobody else has been consistent. No, you don't look at anybody, any program in the Pac-12, and say, "Well, you got to watch out for that powerhouse and that powerhouse and that powerhouse." I wonder if this had a big deal to do with Lincoln Riley saying, "Okay, wait. So let me just get this right here, real quick." I've gone to three of the last four college football playoffs. I've been top uh, seven in the Associated Press. There's some ridiculous stats here. Um, has Last five seasons, Sooners finished in the top seven in the AP poll. Mm-hmm. USC hasn't finished top seven in the last 10 years. So could he have looked at this and said, why the hell am I going to go to the SEC? Granted, 
You can't get any better competition. That's the NFL. I mean, basically the NFL it's for the college football. It's the highest level of college football. And I could go lose two games, one against Georgia, one against Alabama, and Bum. all of a sudden there are people around Oklahoma Bum. saying, is this the right guy? Yeah. Is this the right guy? When I could come to USC for the University of Southern California, it might be this might be part of the pitch that Mike Bone had with him. Don't don't go play in that waters. Look how many sharks are sitting in that water. You could come over here. You're by yourself. Maybe one other team out there, and you could find your way to potentially get into the college football playoff again. Okay, I got three things written down here. What, what's the goal of a college football coach? Just name off the top of your head. Number one goal is what? Are you talking about a, a good program? Yeah. Win a national championship. Win a national championship. Okay, got it. What else? Where are the players? Okay, you need, you need players, and it helps yep. a lot if they're local. Okay? Recruit in your backyard. Right. Okay, the last thing is get paid. He's getting paid. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to the SEC to do those things. I, I think you're right. I think he's looking at this, and he sees the road to a national championship through the SEC and thinking, i got to beat LSU, Texas, Mississippi State, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, South Carolina. I got to beat all of these guys every year, or at least most of them, to to, to just have a shot to get in to a conference. You think if game? they weren't going in the SEC, he would have looked at no, the opportunity they, different? No, because the Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve aren't are, aren't terribly different. They're they're super top heavy. You've got a, a handful of. But teams you see what I'm the, saying? I do. But it, but this is what I'm saying. He's got USC versus Oklahoma. As good as Oklahoma's football program is, it's not SC. It's not. There, there are not many programs that can hold up with SEC or with USC Oklahoma's in the a tradition. Good program. No, it's a great program. Yeah. But it, it, if we're talking top 10, Oklahoma's in it. Top five, eh, they're close, but SC is. They're, they've been good forever. They've been in a low part for 10 years for sure. But everything that he wants to get done, he can get done here without having to run through the SEC until the tournament starts. Why do I want to do that? Would you rather have to go play Cal and ASU and Arizona and 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 Oregon State and well, Washington it's, State? It's a no-brainer. I think it's that's no-brainer. I think that's potentially the difference of why he's not coaching Oklahoma today. And he's going to get the same kids he was getting at Oklahoma. He's going to get them at SC and maybe more of them. Look at the Oklahoma roster. Look at Alabama's roster, Ohio State's roster. Oh, he's got a better pool here. They're all California kids. Mm-hmm. Not all, but there's a number of California kids on all of those teams. Pete Carroll kept those guys here. If you if he can do that, he's got a huge head start, and then he can do what Pete Carroll also did, going to Denver to get Lindell White, going to Jersey to get Brian Cushing, go and find the best offensive lineman in Texas, go find the best defensive lineman in the state of Louisiana, and just start picking well, and the, choosing. The only thing left for Lincoln Riley in his very young coaching career is what? To win a title. Win a national championship. Which he can do So here. he must think that his chances of winning a national championship in Oklahoma – is a lot more difficult than it would be at USC. And by the way, you know, he's got to the he's got to the playoff and then you're you're having to figure out the SEC in that whole mix. Uh, he has to think because it's not like you're not having success at Oklahoma. It's not like you're not knocking no. on the door every single year. You've been close. But you obviously don't think you're good enough and this is the same from a fan perspective. I never watched any of those college football games the college football playoff and thought, well, Oklahoma's going to take down that SEC powerhouse. I just didn't. 
And, and no, but it wouldn't have been shocking if they did either. Like, I but it would have the, been a bigger surprise that they won than if they lost. Uh, Less of a surprise I, if I, they I'd, lost. I'd stop short of that. I remember watching them against Georgia at the Rose Bowl a few years ago when they were in the, when the Georgia Oklahoma Rose Bowl was a semifinal game, and that I forget what the final score is, something like fifty four to fifty one. It was just a wild game, and they they were they were they went toe to toe with Georgia. There was not a oh they're getting lucky. It's a they're as good as Georgia. Georgia just got the ball last and, and won the game. I, I I don't think that they were that they had. Kyler Murray, they've had Baker, they've had Heisman Trophy winners, they've had top picks. They are they're on equal footing with everyone. I think you know what we haven't mentioned. SEC is a different breed. It, it is. It absolutely is from a depth. But the top of Oklahoma is they're as good as anybody, and SC can be as good as anybody. The thing we haven't mentioned, which you know, I don't know, I don't know Lincoln Riley. I mean, we'll get to know him when he's here. Grew up with him, but being famous in LA is a lot <laughs> different than being famous in Oklahoma, right? Sean McVay is not just famous in L.A. Sean McVay's a famous person, right? If you're here and you're really good at what you do, Pete Carroll... The dude's got commercials. Pete Carroll was as famous as any oh, NFL yeah, no coach when it. he was the head coach at USC. 100%. The, 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 everything that comes along with that, mm-hmm. whether it's money, fame, opportunities, broad, whatever it is you want to do, here in L.A., are things that do not exist. As famous as Nick Saban is, as good he is, he's in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It, now, Saban could go and do a lot of different things. If you're famous in Norman, Oklahoma... College foot that's college football famous. LA is famous, famous. Like you this is not so, I'm a college football coach. I'm a famous person. But are that, you saying be a part of it? You're saying that he wants that? Yeah, because if it's just a straight football thing, they're really close. They're really, really close. SC I would give a, a slight advantage to, but they're really, really close. I read something. You know, he comes from a small market. Mm-hmm. Um doesn't mean he doesn't want the big market. Well, but that's that's the thing is and and even if he doesn't want a big market, Oklahoma, if you said what's the one thing that stands out in Oklahoma, I said just tell me about Oklahoma. College football is going to come up, right? Sure. Like That's a big part of the conversation. That's the other part. But it's a regional thing. For it's sure. A, yeah. Well, it cuts both ways, right? So if he's if he's incredibly successful, he's in running in circles with Sean McVay and the Lakers and the Dodgers. It's just that that's some heady stuff. The other part is also true. If they're just okay and they're not killing it, you can hide a little bit here, right? Because they got the Lakers and the Dodgers and the Rams and the Clippers and everything else that comes along with this city, right? So you could in Oklahoma, if the football team's bad, they're knocking on your front door saying, "Why do you suck?" Right? There, there's nowhere, there's nothing else to talk about in Oklahoma. Here, there's a it's thousand to different things to talk about. The expectation, I mean, really, just use as an example, it's like it's what the Lakers are here. And the Dodgers are here. It's all of them. It's both of them at the same time. But the one thing about Lincoln Riley coming to SC, I don't know how much you can hide because he's coming to a program where instantly, instantly, you are basically, you're, listen to what we've said already so far today. The idea and the thought process is you're going to change the scope of the University of Southern California football overnight. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying next year they're going to go undefeated. That's not the point. But you're going to expect there's going to be big-time transfers that either were already committed to Oklahoma that are decommitting, or there's other players out there that decide, hey, we're going to decommit and we're going to go somewhere else. I think there's going to, no question about it, right out the gate be an expectation. Huge expectations. How quick are you going to turn this thing around? Huge expectations. But what I'm, I'm not saying that he won't be under a microscope when he gets started. What I'm saying is Clay Helton kind of floated through as a terrible coach for five years and no one really cared. But you knew. You, you knew. You knew but, it wasn't working. You, you knew, knew it he wasn't, wasn't working, the right guy. But if Frank Vogel has that, it ain't going to last long. Sure. Right? If, Dave if, Roberts. If, 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 no, it's what I'm saying. As successful as you, he 
you he's can, been, you still you have that You can kind of drop down a little bit. Now, you're not going to stay forever. It's not like you can put up your feet and never worry about it again. But if, for instance, here's what Key said. He, he, he thinks the expectations for SC next year will be. Win the Pac-12, beat UCLA and Notre Dame, and then we go from there. So you're saying all that first year? 100%. Mm. This ain't no rebuild. Wow. This is not a rebuild. It's a reset. What I love talent about Talent is there. What I love they got about plenty it. of talent. Got to coach it up. Maybe I don't know how much talent is there. I disagree with him. On See that what a happens bit. between the time between now and by the time next season starts of what happens with that talent. That's yeah, the yeah. talent may be there by the time they have that first. And I don't think those are unrealistic expectations. Beat UCLA, beat Notre Dame, and win, win the, the Pac twelve. Sure, that that's a that is a fantastic goal for a first season. But if it's a little short, it's not going to be a hey. What you this was supposed to at Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah. What what you told us you're going to win national championships. Where mm-hmm. where is it? It, it turns really quickly because there's nothing else to talk about. There's so, nothing else to get into. The one thing typically, and this is going to be a little bit unique. Usually, let me use a real estate as an example. Buy the worst house in the best neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Clean it up. Yep. USC right now is a pretty ugly looking house for their football program, but it's in just the best neighborhood. But the difference is don't just remodel that home to make it look like the other houses. No, remodel that home, make it look like the baddest house on the block. Yeah, you want they, you want to do the other thing in real estate that you don't want to do. Have the most expensive house on the street. <laughs> that's the yeah. other one you don't want to. But USC, that's what they are. They are the most expensive house in the neighborhood. They're not UCLA. They're not Arizona State. When they're good, the rest of the conference comes up. If they're not good, the rest of the, the conference By the way, it might, change, it might change also. There's a good article on ESPN about changing the competition in the Pac-12. Everyone's kind of had the ability to get, stay a little bit under the radar. Well, now USC is going to kind of raise those stakes as Oregon already has. Yep. Now maybe all these other schools got to pick it up a notch. All right. If you're on hold, stay there. We're going to get to you as many as we can. Still a lot of Laker calls that we want to get to. Plus, the dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Got to do this, Slee. Happy 94th birthday yet again to the legendary Vin Scully. Uh, happy 94th, Vin. It's He's one of those guys that he feels like he's a member of everybody's family, and he's been doing it and had done it at such a high level for such a, a long time. I got to play this. He was in your living room for how many years, right? For, like that's in that's what front makes seat it. of your car, yep. in your living room. Sure. Just everything for not a year or five or ten, 60-plus years. Just, just extraordinary. And, you know, you, you get to do it for a long time when you do things as perfectly as this. Sacks waiting on deck, but the game right now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field, 
in a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. And now the only question was, could he make it around the base paths unassisted? You could give the hmm. most talented riders weeks to come up with something as perfect as that, mm. and he did it on the spot in the moment. It's just, it's extraordinary. Happy 94th, Vince. Scott. I'm going to throw this out there just because uh, this falls along the same timeline. Yesterday was Chick Hearn night. His birthday was uh, two days ago. Mm -hmm. So he was November 27th. 7th? 27th, I think. Okay. What's today? 29th? Today is 29th. So yeah, 27th? So November 27th. So we're spoiled here. I was going to say, I mean, we're you know, spoiled two here. legends like that. And me growing up as, as what Vince Scully was to you, mm -hmm. Chick Hearn was to me. Oh, and, and it, Chick too. And, and just think about all the different people around Southern California, same thing. You, okay. You want to go really deep? Mm -hmm. Those are not the only two guys here. Bob Miller's one of those guys. Mm -hmm. Bob Miller, who called the Kings forever yeah. and ever and ever, is absolutely... Jaime Harin is one of those guys. Mm -hmm. We've had four of them. Four of them. Like, if you get one, it's a miracle. The Dodger fans have had two, you know, that have overlapped for most of the same sure, time. Sure. And then Chick is a legend. And Bob Miller, I know you're not a hockey guy, but Bob no, Miller no, is knows. one of those guys for sure. One of the highlights of my career, when they did the... Uh, the Kings game and the Ducks at Dodger Stadium when they did, which was just a surreal Dodger Stadium filled with a hockey game going on in the outfield. Amazing. Just like, what yep. am I looking at? Yep. This is crazy. And Bob Miller sat with me and we did like 20 minutes together. It was just amazing. Just a, a, a fantastic. fantastic day along the way. Uh, let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to, yeah, we got to do this, right? got to do Manuel and Gardena. Manuel, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Oh, fellas. Uh, glorious weekend. Hopefully you guys didn't, uh, have too much turkey to where you had to be wheelbarrowed out like I did. But, uh, <laughs> hey, as far as the Lakers, man, I'm getting scared to death. Because, uh, like you said, Trav, we're, we're, it's getting late early. So I just hope that I'm wrong and that guy Pat from earlier is right. Now, as far as the NFL goes, I mean, is anybody really surprised? When it comes to the Rams, the Chargers, and my beloved Raiders, this is par for the course, man. They get us just happy enough, and then they pull the Lucy pulling the football from Charlie Brown. So, 10-7, and seven, here we come. First-round playoff exit. Enjoy it, L.A. <laughs> Thank you, Manuel. I, it, we'll see. The, 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 this NFL season has been impossible to predict. Nothing has gone as you see it. Good teams look good, and they look bad. Bad teams, the Niners look like they were dead in the water, and they've won five in a row. It's just... It changes very, very quickly. Uh, a couple of items from the dump very quickly. Kevin from the office, Brian Baumgartner, uh, turns 49 years old today. He's your favorite office character that is not Michael Scott, Jim, or Pam, or Dwight is who? So I can't pick Jim, Pam, No, those are the main guys. The Mike, Michael, Jim, Pam, and Dwight are like the four main people. you got to pick one of the others. Why do I forget his name, but he's sneaky funny? Um, Creed? No, no. Creed's a good Creed's choice. Creed's the best. Creed's a good one. Uh, Toby? The dude in the no, the dude in the uh, uh, downstairs at the oh Daryl. Daryl. Daryl's great. Daryl's freaking hilarious. Yeah, no, Daryl. Daryl is an all timer. There, it's so good. 
All of those are great choices. Whether it's Creed, it's Daryl, it's Toby. Office is on anytime. Don't sleep on Phyllis, by the way. Phyllis is absolutely fantastic, too, with the way that she does things. If people want to find the Podsley, how do they do it? ESPN app on iTunes. Just search Travis and Sliwa. Catch the full three hours, of course. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can catch it on the podcast. You have a pretty light Lakers week this week, so are you just going to go out and party every night this week? By the way, Lakers talk tonight at 7 p.m., but yeah, only two games this week for the Lakers. All right, Mason in Ireland is coming up next. Ramona is in for John, it is Travis Ansley, 710 ESPN, and the Rams need to fix some stuff.